All right, guys. Welcome back to another exciting episode today. We're, we're just a mess. Uh, we're, <laughs> no, don't, don't say me. No, we're. Uh, you were dropping headphones. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Your mic was backwards. Yeah. So, um, if my mic sounds a little distant in this next couple yeah, episodes, it's, it's, it's about to be a nine-day difference between what you're hearing now and what you're going to hear during the. Interview. I can correct that hopefully in editing. We'll find well, out. Good Anyways, today we have a very special. <laughs> PTA and friend for both of us. We've known and her. Clinical director. And when we clinical, just getting there. Uh, <laughs> we've known her for six years now, more or Pretty less. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen her as a PTA, and now she's a clinical director for one of the locations where we seen were before. So we are going to ask her about life behind a desk. I'm just kidding. She's still treat she definitely treats still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we're going to kind of dive into, you know, being that PTA and hitting some of the questions that like, how does that relationship work with your PT and um, diving into it a little bit deeper and how she kind of got it. So um, let's go ahead and just direct our way into it. You're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken and Laura. Thanks for joining for another exciting episode. All right. Well, welcome back, guys. I hope you guys are enjoying the beginning of the holiday season. Um, I feel like we're more mid-holiday season at this point anyways. But like we said, we have a very special guest today. She's really near and dear to both of our hearts. Um, This is Danielle. So welcome, Danielle. We're so excited to have you. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I know we've been pretty much uh, when me and Ken first started the series, we started talking about people we want to interview and um, you were legit like the first name we were like, we want to get Danielle on. We want her to tell about how she got into the role she is because so many PTAs aspire to be a clinical director. And so when it comes to PTAs, like you don't have much like vertical movement, like some people think that's kind of that plateau. You can't go any further unless you do the advanced proficiencies. But clinical director is a position PTAs can get. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot that goes in that process. Um, knowing Danielle, like literally since like the very first day I started just <laughs> physical therapy in general, like first day on the job as a technician, you were there. You helped me through school. You helped me to where I am now. So that's why we're very excited to have you today. Yeah. Hey, well, thank you. Special. I'm excited special to be place. here. <laughs> so well, let's go first, ahead. Yes, oh, go for it. Sorry, sorry Ken. Not, no, you, uh, we're gonna say the same. We're literally gonna say <laughs> the same thing. So you go. So, um, Danielle, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Danielle. <laughs> I'm from Chicago originally, um, but I moved out to Vegas when I was about nine years old. So I've been living for a long time now. Um, I had my first child <laughs> he's a, uh, a son his name is lucas and um he's about two months old now so um i'm actually on maternity leave right now but um i actually decided to go to school with my mom so we both went to pta school together and both graduated together and we actually both our first job at the same clinic together <laughs> and then um from there branched out and done a own thing but yeah, I, I just wanted to get into the field because I really enjoy that one-on-one patient care. Um, I saw nursing before I actually went into the PTA program. Um, 
but I didn't want like the, the turnover of patients. I kind of wanted more of that quality time. And I mean, there's less blood and guts. So that's yes. Plus too. Much less blood and guts. <laughs> Unless yes. you do inpatient and do wound care, then it's, it's a loss. Right. Cost. You'll still deal with blood <laughs> exactly. and guts. Yes. So to avoid that, that outline is my baby. <laughs> that's where I like to stay. Um, so how many years have you been in outpatient? So I have been an outpatient now for about shoot that seven years. Seven, seven years. years. Uh, I graduated in twenty fourteen from the Pima Medical Institute. And then from there I started working in January, um, at an abortion clinic and I did it for a year and a half. So I found the company that I'm currently with right now. Um, and I started just as a staff PTA. Um, wow, yeah. Coming up on eight years will be June. So Post- coming up. Yeah. Year. Yeah. So it's been great. Um, it's definitely had its ups and downs, of course. I, mm-hmm. In school, I got a taste of a bunch of different, um, like, what am I trying to say? <laughs> a bunch of different settings. Um, I did a. So can you like? Can you see yourself in any other setting besides outpatient now, or is this like? Honestly, this is it. The only thing I think that I may dabble into a little bit, maybe some home health in the future, just because I do have um, my son now. So to have more time at home would be ideal. Um, a little bit of the freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Like I said, I did go to school with my mom, and she has done some outpatient, and um, she's done home health also. And um, she didn't really like home health. <laughs> so for Which is now, because my mom is completely opposite of me. She's you really? know, she's also a PTA, but she is like, give me the home health. I love home health. Give me out <laughs> inpatient. I'm like, no, I don't want no. any of that. Take them all. <laughs> Same. I'm like. An outpatient fan. I'm sorry, not uh, but it's just not my <laughs> yeah, style. Yeah, not for me, not for me. Not for me. <laughs> Some people love it. <laughs> I like the structure. Um, I think it'd be hard for me to like, have to make my own schedule and make sure that I'm actually seeing patients, whereas outpatient, they just come to you, <laughs> which is nice. Right. Yeah, like they, they, they agree the on the spot. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, they're consenting because they're getting here. But Right. That's the hard part about like inpatient and home health. Like I guess home health does have like the issue where like if you try to call and they don't answer, you drove right. there and it's like um kinda like we were kinda mentioning before we started, like you lose that visit, you lose that money, I guess, depending on what company you're with. Right. And then you for outpatient, it's not really the case because they're coming to you. You're exactly. getting paid either way. Mm-hmm. But I mean you still have patients that don't really wanna right. do everything. So <laughs> yes. Definitely. There's still some uh, motivating that has to go on, but um, <laughs> at least you're not going into their space, I guess. That's true. Yeah. But I do like that, like in home health, like you get to work with what they have. True. So, like, you know, their distance from their kitchen to the bedroom and, you know, where the mailbox right. is. Like, you can help Hands them. It's not with a big more. kick of that. <laughs> and I it's really a one on one. We've done so we've done so many like home health interviews. That it's really? Been, <laughs> it's been really appealing nowadays. I'm like, <laughs> this, ah, you know what? True. That doesn't sound too bad. But I do like to have a cushy job over there. <laughs> yeah. True. It's hard Are to Are you sure you're too. not doing home health? <laughs> I mean, I'm not getting paid like home health. Right. Then I'd really be cushy. 
um, so kind of going into your trend. So you were, how long were you a PTA before you became a clinical director? So I just became a clinical director in 2020 um, when our new location opened. So I had started the 2016, so about four years. Um, as okay. just a PTA, staff PTA, but I did slowly kind of like start working on more responsibilities in the clinic before I actually got the title. Um, I was in charge of like holidays and, you know, I would be like a mediator for a lot of situations that would come <laughs> up. Um, so I think I kind of started getting a taste of what it might be, not the full package, but a little taste of it while I was a staff PTA. Yeah, I kind of they started transitioning you in slowly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> prepping prepping for when when they knew they were going to open a new one type situation. Exactly. Yes. And even when that happened it was crazy because that was kind of dynamic um not even just with a PTPA relationship but with the owner because our owner of our clinic is a PT also. Um he was concerned that having a PTA as a clinical director might be an issue with staff fees. Um, so that took some convincing on my end. I'll actually get him to give me the title. Because <laughs> I'm not a title yeah. person. I'm like, you can call me manager. You can call me whatever you want. But then at the end of the day, it was like, if if I want respect like a clinical director, then that's what I should be. So, Well, and sometimes, too, like, it's it's easy to say, like, the give me the title. And then it's also easy to get the pay with it a little bit. Right. So right yeah and that is a very good point yeah you're like i'm not working uh, working like a clinical director without getting that bait this is true that's what i was gonna say like (laughs) if you already have all these responsibilities kind of like you were the clinical director but without the title like that's when it's like um right so that that title you mentioned before are we gonna you know do that or what's happening exactly i don't i'm not just gonna be a, a staff pta and have all these responsibilities without a little extra some yeah right <laughs> yeah it's definitely in um, being in a role at one point where sometimes the title like they'll give you the title but then sometimes they don't back you with the power of the title that the title right. needs sometimes do is is tough Absolutely. and so it's kind of the same thing where you're you've got all the roles and you you've got you got half the respect but the title's not there so people aren't sure and so you're like i i need that because yeah I, it's the whole package you, you gotta come it, in yeah. with everything and i think that's one of the biggest things, like being a clinical director, it, again, yes, title is important, but it's it's the whole package. It's being able to listen to people. Mm-hmm. It's being that kind of peacekeeper. It's, you know, taking on, yes, the numbers responsibility and, you know, customer service and all that stuff. But I think like the number one thing is communication. Like that is make or break in a clinic. And that's from front mm-hmm. office all the way technicians, PTs, PTAs, everybody, patients. Uh, <laughs> so I think 100% that's hundred percent agree on that one. <laughs> super important. So with that, like you had talked about, like you even had to do some convincing to our owner who you yes. know saw your hard work and dedication because of the fact that the concern of having a PT in a way kind of work under a PT. Right. So, so how has that been for you? How how was the first time you worked with that kind of relationship? Do you feel like there's a struggle involved with it? Honestly, what it comes down to is, again, communication between, like, me as a PTA and the PT that I'm working with. Because I want them mm-hmm. to fully understand 
that they're in charge of plan of care. They're in charge of everything that that patient does from when they walk in the door to when they leave. However, (laughs) things like, you know, making sure that the techs are, you know, clocking in and clocking out and making sure the tables are wiped down and all the operations of the daily clinic is what I'm overseeing. So as a PT, you know, if your notes aren't being completed, okay, that's my responsibility. But what is in those notes, that's your responsibility. So it's kind of Mm -hmm. like sitting down with that PT and really having a communication that's open between each other and a conversation that's like, A, B, C, and D are what I'm doing, and then this is what you're doing. And I think when you have that door open and you kind of include them in on decision-making when it's appropriate and that kind of thing makes for a better relationship. Yeah. No, Um, I can totally see that. There are some difficult, uh, when you have an ego involved, I think that sometimes can get in the way of things. Um, But again, like for me, I, I just, I try to stay under the radar with personalities and I can pretty much adapt to anybody. So that's something that personally I think is a plus for me. Um, With the PTs though, they just need to be confident that you're not going to overstep your boundary from a PTA and a clinical director, like knowing those two different sides and and what responsibilities you have. Yeah. Like your clinical director role is your, your behind the scenes. Right. a paperwork slash daily operations, not a plan of care, which is where right. the PT controls. The and PT that's controls it. The plan of care. That's yeah. perfectly it. There's really no reason why any PTA couldn't be a clinical director. If you have great managerial skills, I say like, go for it and bring it up. I think maybe a lot of times it's just kind of a, like a preconceived idea that you, you can't because of, well, the PT is my supervisor for Mm -hmm. clinical things but not in operational things yeah and I think we're starting to see it starting to grow a little bit more um in general I think luckily the field's starting to change where they're accepting that more Um, yeah I personally see it within the new company I am they they like to promote PTAs to quite a few different things like a site director and I love that other places yeah which is great and you're hearing about it more um I actually just talk to my old CI mm-hmm. and she is a director of rehab and a, a sniff. That's awesome. Um, so it's, I think it's becoming common, but it, it's still one of those taboos in a way. Yeah. Definitely, I think if you're coming out of school where definitely. you think that you can't do it. Right. Um, and it depends and so- on the PTs with to a lot of like the older mm-hmm. PTs are kind of stuck in a, a older school mindset. A lot of the new grads are, are more open to the idea of it. What I'm seeing. I feel like it's like middle, new, not quite new, new grads, some new, new grads, but like, I feel like they need two years under their belt and then yeah. they get open to it. <laughs> New-ish. Like, no offense, but I feel like when they come right out, they're like the, the kind of God complex a little bit. Well, yeah, they're not doctors, all. you know? <laughs> yes. We, we've all seen it. We've all personally worked with one. Let's just be honest. <laughs> I know y'all think of the same person. <laughs> I think you're right. (laughs) (laughs) But um, now, have you had any tough decisions where it comes down to, hey, this PT is just not working in the clinic? And how do you go about that? Because now it's kind of like you're having to take that clinical director role on and you're kind of having to either talk to them about like either something that behavior wise or... Mm -hmm even notes maybe they're missing or billing or something that they're not doing correctly or it's just not working out and you got to do the 
Yeah, Sorry. I guess they also like the like the disciplinary side of things too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like that is the not fun part, I... <laughs> but it's the necessary <laughs> part. <laughs> so I actually mm-hmm. was involved in um, having to let go a PT at our office recently. Um, it it was unfortunate that just this person wasn't the greatest fit. There was a lot of different um, issues, not even just with like plan of care stuff. It was more like um personality issues between patients and just a lot of different Mm. things documentation was slow all this kind of stuff so um i followed like a (laughs) what i call is a nice twice kind of thing so Mm. um i nicely bring it up the first time especially if it's something minor um the second time i do a written warning and by that third now i'm involving the product manager and the owner um they are fully aware they've signed papers that they you know we're both talked about the fact that i had to give you a verbal warning about this that it was a written warning and now we're going to have to involve some higher ups to make a final decision um it takes a lot to get there it's got to definitely be things that you know are are impacting the clinic negatively um and it's hard it's hard to be that person um it's intimidating at times i just have to sometimes step back and remind myself like it's not personal um it's Mm -hmm. for the benefit of the clinic and and everybody else who shows up and really puts in their whole effort and works so hard every day it wouldn't be fair if you know if it was me doing it i would hope that somebody would come to me and bring it to my attention so i definitely am not like super confrontational where i'm like you better get in line and you better no <laughs> that's not me but yeah. um that is not you and i can no. attest to that she's yeah, actually right, right. No. but <laughs> she's not just saying that just to say that guys that's actually true <laughs> but also with that being said like if you do nothing then nobody takes you seriously so yeah you do have to do it's something kinda, it's dancing in line yeah. yes it's where you 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 don't want to come down so strict that like everybody's like oh my gosh i don't want to work here right because exactly this is just uncomfortable i feel like i can't make a mistake right. without being punished in a way but at the same time like there are standards that need to be followed right and you know i i will uphold those standards and absolutely if i need to i'll enforce them a perfect like As simple any... sorry <laughs> oh no <laughs> a perfect simple like thing like okay we have a, a dress code on fridays like, yes you could drive down well, like we had an employee show up with a sweatpants and a sweatshirt. I mean, it looked like she rolled out of bed. So that was a scenario where like, I didn't write her up for it, but we definitely had to have a conversation about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we're going to have to do it next time. Right. Uh, if you keep showing up like this, we're going to be yeah, you know, we got having issue. a full on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, now has any PT, like when you're in a way disciplining them mm-hmm. has any pt thrown it in your face that you've been like they're like well i'm the pt in your pta i have not run into that i hope not nope <laughs> i have not run into yeah, that and I hope, we hope that you never do <laughs> thank you yes um yeah i do because I, I think my jaw would drop and i'd be like excuse me but <laughs> you're like bye-bye yeah pretty bye-bye much. now <laughs> um i i would say we've had some strong personalities but well i'm pretty i can morph pretty well so you know i i I don't I haven't run into that yet. Hopefully never do. <laughs> yeah. And I was um at at the clinic recently, um we had a very weird situation where a patient wasn't very happy of what's going on. Uh-huh. So she kind of like walked herself back 
took the PT and fr- like in the middle of a patient treatment. Oh gosh! Like he he oh, was working with a patient. Yeah, so someone else. So PT with patient A, patient B, who's not supposed to be there, walks in. You told me walks, stormed in. Oh jeez! Oh, fine, stormed in. Sorry, <laughs> technic. Oh, she was wearing a blue better. shirt. <laughs> like, she storms in. She takes the PT from patient A into his office. Like she was already walking towards his office. Oh my goodness! Calls him to come into his office and like slams the door because they need to talk. Ooh. So when I was talking to our technician, because she was trying to be into, she's trying to go into physical therapy and be a PTA as well, or CODA, kind of, she hasn't decided. Mm-hmm. And when I told her I was interviewing a PTA who's a clinical director, she kind of wanted to know how you would handle that. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that. it's, I guess it's more like the overall picture of like, you have a patient who is unsatisfied with something mm-hmm. going on. Do they seem like they want to lean more towards the PT? Do they know that's something more that you handle? Like, what's the dynamic there? So I like to handle those situations personally. Um, And then when I'm talking with this person, that's when I can say, is it something that you'd like to have, you know, the PT that you're working with involved? I can bring them in later, you know, blah, blah, blah. But as a clinical director, I think it's your responsibility um, as like the head of that clinic to figure out, why is this person upset? Where is this coming from? You know, when they first come in, obviously they're heated. So getting them to calm down and kind of see where this is stemming from. I always try to put myself in their shoes um, and kind of hear them out first. With that being said, though, I definitely will always have my staff back in that kind of situation. So if they start, mm-hmm. you know, trying to come at our staff, I feel like I know them well enough that I can defend them to a certain point, of course. Yeah. Now that's something I didn't even think about till you kind of, you guys brought up now is like, how does that work with patients coming in and, you know, you're treating them and, you know, you introduce yourself as a physical therapist assistant working Mm -hmm. on them today. And then, you know, when they do have an issue, you come up and you're like, well, I'm the clinical director. How can I help you? <laughs> have you ever gotten any pushback from them? Because they're like, well, I want to see the PT and still thinking like the PT is actually going to oversee it's, everything. It's funny or... you say that because I actually had that scenario not too long ago. Um, hey! I will say. <laughs> I, it, but I was just curious if you have. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm going to be honest. 90% of the time uh-huh. they think that I'm a PT anyway so I, I'm like okay cool <laughs> but no like when we when we actually have the conversation You're like I got name badges yeah. so I was like slightly different but hey that's your fault for not reading right I mean sure no yeah. I've had that conversation before because obviously the person doing their evals are not me so when I go in and introduce myself mm-hmm. later um if like with this person a problem did arise and I said, you know, I am the director here if there's something that I can help you with and um, kind of just explain that, yes, your physical therapist did your eval and they're in charge of your plan of care. But if there's something, you know, with scheduling or the way that if you're not happy with the treatment that you're receiving, I can help you on that. And then, and then me and your physical therapist can work as a team to make sure that, you know, you're getting the care that you want or that you need. Mm-hmm. I do tend so to bring... They kind of like calm down or usually yes um i i think a lot of times especially just in the medical field patients aren't heard they're not listened to so if you just Mm -hmm. give them 
10, 15 seconds of your time where you're not saying anything, you're literally just listening to them. I think that makes a really big impact. And once they understand, okay, this person is here to listen to me, they usually kind of calm down a little bit, maybe not all the way, but a little bit. And, you know, a lot of times I'll ask them like, what can I do to make your experience better? You know, what would you like to see? So that it's kind of throwing that Mm -hmm. ball back in their court. So it's not just, you guys suck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay, well, we want to make that that better. (laughs) When, that was kind uh, of to like stemming into the the next question. I'll up uh, before we, Laura. Sorry, um, oh, I'll say yeah. when you introduce yourself like for the first time to a patient, yeah. do you tell them like, "Oh, my, like, hi, I'm Danielle, I'm PTA, and also clinical director." <laughs> I and don't. Then I kind of go through. <laughs> no. Oh, okay, you don't mention Not it. At all. Okay, <laughs> I just didn't know if you like drop that nugget totally in there up front, or yeah. you kind of just wait till something yeah, happens. <laughs> I wait till something happens. Um, a lot of times if they have questions like. I've worked with a couple PTs that will look to me and say, like, what what should I say in this situation? So in that case, um, if they do have a question, I like to kind of come in the room with the PT. So they're like, oh, this person is, you know, maybe a little bit above the PT, not in the in physical therapy world, but in the clinic mm-hmm. world here. So in the clinic world. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I'll do that kind of thing. But I never say, like, oh. My name's Danielle. I'm a PTA and clinical director. So, yeah, I probably would. <laughs> it's like, a, have you ever seen the old pickup line where you dropped your name tag and it's the sugar packet? Yeah. Be like, oh, sorry, I dropped my name tag. You know, it says clinical director right there. Exactly. On and honestly, um, my name tag does say clinical director. So, you know. If it comes down yeah. to it. Well, it should. <laughs> it's like, it should. If not, you, you need a new name tag, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you one. <laughs> no, um, yeah, it, it definitely seems like, because I know as being a PTA in general, we've all ran into this, where it's like you walk in the room and they're like, no, I only want to be seen by the yeah. PT. And you're like, so like, I can only see that being almost like an it running into an issue with that kind of mindset, I guess, even as a clinical director yeah. and then still not getting the concept of like, <laughs> yes, they oversee exactly how your care goes, but they don't oversee how this clinic is ran. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I was just kind of, that's where that question kind of sprouted from, from my, my little brain. Yeah. I grabbed you know, that PT right moment. with me, you know, like I, I have their back if, something more coming down on them i expect that to be the same for me Mm -hmm. now one of my questions is what advice would you give for someone who's looking to get into a clinical director role advice yes um my number one thing Mm -hmm. i've said it a bunch of times already is communication you have to have to have to have that um your team has to be able to trust that you're going to be open with them you know as much as you can be of course and that mm-hmm. you're not, you know, trying to pull things over their head or sneak things around. It's just got to be like any relationship, <laughs> communication and trust. And, you know, um, don't get an ego about it. Don't be cocky. Be confident. Um, and so no, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I don't know. I think that anybody that's even having a feeling like they may be interested in it should give it a try. It's, yeah. it can be very rewarding. Um, I don't, I would say too, like, don't be intimidated just because you have a PTA title. That means nothing. A lot of times you get more hands-on treatment than the PTs do. So, you know, there's a title is a title at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So does with the treating, mm-hmm. do you like split your day between like, do you treat as many patients as the average PTA still within the clinics? Do you split your time between administration, administration work and treating? Like, how does that kind of work? So I would say 90% of the time I'm treating like a normal PTA. Um, on a day that would be slower, like a Tuesday or Thursday, um, our, our mm-hmm. second staff PTA, I may say, hey, I have a meeting or I have, you know, these patients that I have to call kind of thing. And I would say, you know, can you help me out this afternoon? And then I could easily block myself time if needed. But normally, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm seeing pretty much an average schedule. So like knowing that each location as far as volume goes kind of changes. Mm-hmm. If you went to your busiest location, do you feel like you would still try to balance like a 90% caseload or do you feel like those numbers might change depending on volume? They would definitely change. Um, there's a lot of things <laughs> with the director side that it's it's just tedious things, you know, but they have to be done. So running numbers reports, trying to figure out um, why numbers are a certain way. I like to look at even things that like our um, administrative team looks at. Um, just to see what they're seeing and, you know, listen to their conversations and how they're getting people in. Because at the end of the day, if my clinic's not hitting numbers and I don't have an answer for why they're not, that looks really bad on me. <laughs> so, um, Falls on yes, you. ends up being my problem. Yeah. So I try to, you know, save enough time to be able to do all that and obviously get notes done. So I would say at a busier clinic, it'd probably have to be more of like a 60-40 or a 50 kind of thing. Now, if it comes down to it and you need time to get something done mm-hmm. and all you've got is a PT and they need some time to get something done, who gets it? Now, <laughs> for me, it depends on what it is. If it's notes, I'll they're going to wait. <laughs> um, if it's like, you know, I don't know, a, an eval or something like that, then I'm going to wait. And it's something where like, because of my yeah. position and I'm salary, I guess I'm staying late today. You know, <laughs> yeah, getting a little extra, extra. Hey, they're they're usually salary too. So, exactly. You know. So either way, <laughs> I try to be nice. Now, if it's every time, I'm be like, all right, your yeah. turn. <laughs> yeah, all right, you know what? You can, it's my turn this time. Exactly. You pass three times. <laughs> exactly. You can't wait. But yeah, no, like I get that because like if you're if I'm assuming like authorizations just knowing those clinics sometimes yeah. we run into that case of like do we go still see this person or do we put it on hold right now right. And that's where you get usually the clinical director's approval right and so i could see them coming in and being like hey i need you to stop what you're doing real quick yes yes no look at this like yes um that has happened and so that <laughs> yeah i think like it just kind of stems down to like what you were saying earlier but like the communication like mm-hmm. what do you have what do i have right and just trying to figure out a time that works for both of you absolutely because yeah. you're and you're a team think, yeah that goes along you know way. at the end right? of the day it's like you're no better than me i'm no better than you so let's work together we both got stuff to get done and we both want to get paid <laughs> and we both want to go home exactly and we both want to go <laughs> we yeah. both want to go for home sure. right if you if you don't want to go home like i start questioning <laughs> that's a little too much okay <laughs> right i'm like uh no 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 thank you yeah um I'm trying to think. I felt like I had another question, but I lost it. Ken, you got anything? I well, mine was just going to see if you had a, if she had a fun story to tell us. Yes, I Ooh. do. Okay. 
as a PTA, not as a student. Um, I had my first difficult patient <laughs> and um, he made me cry. So you said first, by the way. <laughs> oh, not my last. Wait, no, no. Said what? I know, right? Sadly, you're like, oh. Sadly, not my last. <laughs> no, that's, um, yeah, you're like, oh, that was only a new pe- grad. So like, there's more than one? Yes. Oh, no. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> so this guy was a very, like, macho kind of sarcastic guy from New York. Um, he was a one-on-one with the PT only, like, refused to see anybody else. He was kind of nasty to the front desk. Just, like, not your favorite person in general, let alone patient. Um, one of those you actually don't want to work yeah, with? Yeah, one of them you're like, oh, whose schedule can I move them to? Um, yeah. <laughs> one of so, those. of course, our PT calls out. Um, they were sick and oh, no. he's still on the schedule and guess whose schedule he's on he's on mine so um this is my first day working with him so of course I'm timid and and kind of still trying to figure out where I'm at in the physical therapy world too and he can sense it totally mm-hmm. because uh he took how long were you like like how many days did you were you there before this, this was my first week so this was a Friday of my first week oh gosh um, they did that to you that's hard sure did. <laughs> on your first sure week did. really busy outpatient clinic um super super busy so <laughs> can I give it to someone who's longer I'm saying they do not care okay so he was able to smell your fear go ahead very very much so so he was super rude to me um the entire time just very difficult everything I asked him to do he was like questioning me on it and asking you know where I went to school what's my background what do I know um (laughs) and but he still did everything I asked him so that was good um but he was just really nasty so like I had went home that night and actually like couldn't sleep I was thinking about all weekend like oh I swear if he's on my schedule on Monday like I'm gonna freak out he just really put a damper on everything um so Come Monday morning, I come into the office. He's on my schedule. I moved him to another schedule. He walks in and just tears apart the front desk and is like, I need to be on her schedule. Why isn't? I, why am I not on her schedule? And so I was like freaking out. He's going to chew my head off or cuss me out or something. I don't know. <laughs> he, wanted, he wanted to be on your schedule. Yes. So. Okay. He got locked in. <laughs> so he's on my schedule. Okay. I start to get to know him. We actually build, like, a pretty cool patient-therapist relationship. Um, he's still a patient of mine today. He drives over 35 minutes what? Um, to come and see me at the clinic. And, um, yeah, it was crazy. So he's, he's been your patient for seven years now? Yep. He's on Medicare, so every year <laughs> he, he comes back strolling back in. <laughs> so, in January, he comes again. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, actually super nice guy, um, at the end of it all. Well, now I'm curious, now <laughs> I really want to, offline, we might have to talk about this, because I'm, so, I'm so on who can be. That, that weekend now, like that, you said you were miserable, you were thinking about yes. it all weekend. Did you ever think you would be saying right now, he's such a nice <laughs> no. guy, like he's actually oh kind of cool. I was like <laughs> contemplating, I wanted to show back up to this office. I'm like, there's a lot of outpatients in this town. I don't have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> right oh my gosh that's how like i uh, oh goodness. is is his demeanor much different than when you first met with him with me 
or yes. um, only with you? Not with staff, no. <laughs> so the, oh, so he still kind of comes in yeah. storming. And, yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, but wow. at this point, he's he, he's like seven years deep. Everybody just knows. Yes. Let Danielle deal with him. And the funny thing is, like, so, our office staff has changed a little bit. So anytime somebody changes, he's like, well, what happened? Did so-and-so get fired because they were an idiot? And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh yeah. I guess COVID did not do him well either. Too of like his attitude of positivity, like with the changes that happened, because there's so much changes. Because you know, a lot of people got laid off, and then you know when they were invited back, they were like, "No, no, thank you." And then I'm sure that was not good for him either. No, he's uh, he's a character, but um. You know, he's, he's a creature of habit. He is. He he got me the sweetest gift um, for my son, like oh. when I was having him, and you know, he said he was praying for me every day that I had a a delivery and everything. And so, at the end of the day, he's like a great person, but yeah, he's just very difficult. Only to you. Only to me, which is fine now. <laughs> yeah, like I'll never hand him off to. I was about to say, so it's a good thing that you went on maternity leave at the end of the year. Yeah, you stole his. He visits. said to me, "You plan that right." <laughs> <laughs> you played your child all around. Yeah, he wanted me to name my son after him because his birthday was like Did he three really? weeks after. <laughs> yeah, he's just a character. <laughs> oh my gosh, he sounds like a blast to get yeah. to know him. <laughs> so, like, he's one of those situations. Though numbers are not. If he's on the schedule and I'm not there, I'm like, you have to call him. Please call him and yeah. let yeah. him know because I don't. Yeah, that's not worth it. <laughs> You're like I'm not. Especially for him to like drive so far. Yes, yes, I couldn't believe it when I told him I was I was moving to a different clinic. He's like, "Well, where is it? Is it across the country?" Jesus, you know, he had like this meltdown, and I was like, "And I don't do anything (laughs) special." Let me preface that like this is a very basic low back pain. Like this is not nothing fancy. (laughs) And um, yeah, he's oh well, that's a five minute drive. I guess I'll have to go whatever. There's a restaurant over here that he likes, so. <laughs> he makes the trip worth it. Yeah, he makes it worth it. Hey, sometimes it's worth traveling for. Let's I guess. I'm like, all it. right, man, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh gosh, I've I've had one of those patients before that you're literally like, please, anybody, anybody yes. else. Oh my gosh. I remember one time I was treating and he had only seen our PT twice and it was on a PT only schedule older gentleman mm-hmm. really should have been on home health but didn't want to be on home health literally our pt goes on vacation walks me through everything and he goes okay i'm gonna hand him off to you and i was like okay prepped him warned him everything i go through the whole entire treatment the whole entire time the 45 minutes straight of him just cussing oh, at me no. as we're walking <laughs> and our owners there. oh no and he's just cussing at me and he's like, you better get me a bleep chair. I need a bleeping sit down, bleep this, bleep this. And I'm like, their chair's behind you. Oh Reach behind you. Get me the effing chair. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I think I was there he for peed, that. Yes, he peed on himself. Oh no. And then finally we get him out. We get him out and I'm just like, I need a breather. I go to the bathroom. I, I just go to take 10 minutes for myself and go to the bathroom. And it was I walk real. out. <laughs> And our other PT comes up and goes, hey, your patient just fell in the hall. And I was like, that's not funny. Uh... <laughs> I go, that's not funny. I was like, it's not funny. He goes, no, seriously, he fell in the hallway outside oh of the building. Because like, our building was in on a, a hallway. And I was like, 
I, I, that's not, uh-uh. So like, I get those patients. I was like, and then luckily our owner's like, hey, come here real quick. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, first of all, you handled that very well. Are you okay? And I was like, I can't breathe. And then he goes, second, he goes, I think he should be for home health. And I was like, I agree. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> but literally, I was like, uh, so I get you on those patients. Oh, yeah. I was like, dude, if I had ever seen that guy getting like on my schedule, I've been like, hell, no. no. few and that are I need the rest of the <laughs> But they are out there. <laughs> they are. They're they're kind of funny. They make for really yes, good stories. Yes, after like, they're awesome. Weird. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So was, you should get over yes. the hump. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but, Perfect. I know um, we, again, we're so grateful for you coming on. I know we kind of went a little bit over the time and I know you got that little fresh. I know we always go over. Let's just be honest forever. No, thank you so much. We should just start putting these as like 45 minutes. (laughs) Um, But I know you got that cutie that I'm sure you wanted to Oh, yes. He gives the best cuddles. Oh, Oh, he looks so cute. But we really, really appreciate you coming on. And I'm sure, you know, at some point we'll have you on again and kind of dive in even deeper yeah. into that relationship between, you know, even technicians and your role. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, hiring and all that process. I would so love to. I'm sure it's, yeah, we'll have to get you on again. And, you know, we'll have to get together in Definitely. person at some point, you know, and do like maybe a reunion. And yeah. Yeah. Lunch or something that'd be, be fun. super fun. It'd be funny to watch. I gotta to get ready stories. for this thirty-minute drive. <clears throat> oh my, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say you're not gonna even drive. You're gonna, yeah, we're, you're we're gonna make me pick you up. Yeah, it's always the case. I'll make sure but... I'll bring my headphones and my sleeping mask. There you go. Wake me up over there. Oh my gosh, you're so dramatic. <laughs> he literally thinks he moved closer, Danielle. He moved closer. To oh me gosh, and thinks that I live so far away. It's a ten-minute oh, drive. Oh man. Come to Mount Charleston. Work is work is six <laughs> minutes. Right? The grocery store is five minutes. That's pretty nice. Anything more than you that drive, is too much. You, first of all, you drive out to my grocery store since it's the newer <laughs> I mean, sometimes I go I go right after work. Sometimes, anyways, we're we're going. I was going to just say right the Smith's Marketplace so, is nice. <laughs> dude, I love my new one. I love my new Smith's Marketplace because like, we got the same one that yes. you got up there. They put in Henderson. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Oh man, I love it. <laughs> It's, it's my favorite thing. I can get lost for hours Absolutely. in there. But again, thank you so yeah, much. Thank you for having um, me. But thank you guys so much for um, joining in on these special interviews that we've been having lately. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Don't forget, we post every Wednesday right now. Um, check in on our Instagram and the YouTube page. And don't forget to go back and listen to some of the old ones. They're great episodes. I will say the beginning's a little cringy. We're sorry. A lot cringy. We got better. (laughs) I mean, kind of. They're still good content. They're very good content. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, let's just be honest. But um, don't forget, guys. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. And we will uh, hit you guys up soon. All right. Bye. All right. Take care. The information in this video or podcast is not intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content, including text, graphics, images, and information contained in this video or podcast is for general information purposes only and does not replace your professors or a consultation from your own doctor or healthcare professional.